Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I am thrilled to have on the show today, Leo. This is our very first male guest on the show. Welcome, Leo. Hi, Julie. Good to be here. So happy to have you. What is your question for me today? Yes. So I am interested in understanding uh, better on how to minister uh, to those who question or doubt Mm. the truth claims of the church. That's the simple version. Okay, so the church, meaning the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? Correct. Okay, just want to make sure for our listeners who are members of other faiths, um, what we're talking about today. So how to best minister. So what are situations where you found yourself not knowing what to do or say? Um, yeah, so we, I, I work with this. I'm a founder of an organization called Uplift, and we've been trying to minister to people um, all along different places in the belief spectrum. So mm-hmm. we have people sometimes that are just uh, first experiencing some questions and some doubt and feel like they don't know where to turn. And then we have people that sometimes that come in that may be more solidified in their um, conclusions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess it's trying to understand uh, for any particular person, depending on where they fall on this belief spectrum, how to best approach them. How to um, do we share testimony with these people? Do we just listen? Uh, do mm. we provide answers? Uh, any kind of uh, advice there on how to help people depending on where they are in the belief spectrum? Yeah, I think the best thing to do is listen more than talk. Mm. That's that's what people need no matter where they are. And humans are really bad at that. <laughs> Uh, I'm curious what the mission of your organization is. Is it to keep people in the church? Is it just to minister to people who are having doubt? What What's the mission? Yeah, the, the group itself, it's an online community. Um, we've got a focus on helping people to stay okay. in the church, um, mm-hmm. to resolve doubts, and to, um, so that's kind of the main main, I guess, the primary purpose, but we have other secondary missions like helping members of the church who have a loved one or family member who's uh, doubting and or maybe has left left the church and how to best uh, build relationships in that situation. So we have a lot of different types of people that come. Yeah. Uh, but for people that are kind of still seeking and are hoping to make the church work for them. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So I think I think the answer is to listen more than you talk, no matter what they where they are. And along with that, to validate their experience and their feelings, even if you don't agree. Mm-hmm. Like too, op- too often we think we have to agree in order to validate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I, I, I struggle with that because you can say a lot of flowery words, like I honor your journey. I, I validate you. I, I want to support you. There's all these different affirming uh, phrases we can use, but uh, sometimes the agreement is the hardest part because 
Um, that seems to be kind of a separator, a divisive area where if I don't agree with somebody, you know, then automatically there's an us versus them there. Mm. So it's hard to get past that sometimes with people who believe differently. Mm-hmm. Do you have an example that maybe we could role play or dissect or sure. where where you didn't agree with someone and kind of how to deal with that? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. I, I don't want to, of course, name anybody. Um, oh, no. You know, just And it can be a composite of a bunch of people or an imaginary conversation. Yes, right. So um, I would say, well, I, I can talk about myself maybe just to start and kind of how I was treated. Yeah. So um, 10 years ago in 2011, I lost my faith hmm. due to uh, being surprised by some information about church history on the Internet. Mm-hmm. and. Um, the person who um, ended up helping me to reconstruct my belief system was uh, Dr. Stephen C. Harper mm-hmm. from BYU. And I emailed him um, after losing my testimony and asking him for some advice. And at that point, I didn't really agree with a lot of what the church teaches. I didn't um, believe in God for a little while as well. Mm-hmm. I was kind of um, out there not really knowing what to do. And I was in a mixed faith marriage. Um, mm. And so really difficult uh, situation, but Dr. Harper, he actually kind of, I think he used what you're describing in your approach mm-hmm. to listen more than talk. He, he tried to under, understand exactly where I was in my, um, my faith journey. And then he, he provided, even though we kind of didn't see eye to eye at the time, he provided me with some information, but also showed empathy and uh, there was a lot of uh, good interaction there. So that was my own experience with mm. us not really agreeing at the beginning. But over time, I guess, through his ministry, I was able to agree a lot of, of the things that he was sharing, a lot of his scholarship and his ideas. Yeah. So that's one personal, and that's a safe one to use because it's me. But I've right. met with a lot of other people, too, that have also you know, dis- disagreed in all kinds of things and politics and all kinds of things. And it's always a difficult thing to know how to interact with somebody who strongly disagrees with me. Mm-hmm. So what, what's the hardest topic to deal with when someone disagrees with you? Um, what gets you going the most? <laughs> oh, well, that's a good question. I think it comes to blaming people and blaming institutions, okay. uh, uh, a sense of betrayal, you know, the trauma that comes from feeling betrayed uh, by an institution like the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That kind of situation, there's a lot of emotion um, wrapped up in that. And so whenever I encounter somebody who's in that that stage of grief where they are wanting to blame um, Mm. the institution of the church and leaders and so on, doctrines and policies, for example, I'll give you a specific example, um, LGBTQ loved ones. Um, There's a lot of people who will blame the doctrine of the church for directly for suicides mm-hmm. and will will blame the church for, I guess, ostracizing members that choose to ostracize family members. And it's, um, it's hard to know how to best interact with someone who strongly disagrees with the church, but then also is blaming at the same time. How, okay. how can I love those people and interact in a positive way to build bridges? Yes. Recognize that them blaming the church or being angry with the church institution is not personal. Mm. It has nothing to do with you. Okay. I like that. It doesn't feel that way, but if you can think of it that way, 
it's not a threat. It's like, okay, tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can see where you're coming from. That would be really hard. I'd probably feel angry too if I were in your shoes. So I'm not agreeing, like in that, I'm not agreeing with them. I'm just validating and saying, yeah, I'm hearing you. That's mm-hmm. really painful. And it's not, I'm not threatened by it. It's not personal. And that's hard because growing up in the LDS church, we're kind of trained to feel like it's a, if someone attacks our faith or our church or that it's personal and we need to defend it, right? So we kind of go to this defense. If you can resist that need to defend, then it opens up room for validation and love and acceptance. Mm, interesting. Okay. I see your wheels turning. What's going on? Oh, well, I, I like that. I like that idea um, in theory. When someone, for example, a spouse um, mm-hmm. believes differently, stopped believing or start starting to go down the path that would separate themselves from the church mm-hmm. um, without that trust in the institution. In theory, I can see what you're saying where you try to kind of compartmentalize, put into silos. They're upset at the institution. The church is not me. Um, mm-hmm. Don't take it personally. But when that those kind of um, situations happen, it affects the person who still believes mm-hmm. uh, in deep, profound ways. Where mm-hmm. maybe they also enter a state of crisis as well. Because what does that mean for the, you know for their eternal marriage, for example? Is, is that is it lost? Um, you know what what does that mean for their children? Uh, mm-hmm. What does it mean for the ward community, uh, neighbors, friends, uh, you know, parents, mo- mother-in-law, you know, all that stuff. And so it ends up becoming, uh, it may not be personal, but it may affect them in mm-hmm. deep ways. So how do you navigate that? Yeah. So if you're the believing person, if you want the marriage to go on, you have to do a, a lot of your own work. It requires the believer to become a lot more flexible in their theology, recognize I don't, there are lots of things that I don't know that I thought I knew or that may be different than I thought. And then another factor is to recognize the stories that you're telling yourself about what it means and question those stories. So I'm making this mean, or the story I'm telling myself is that. My husband has ruined our eternal family. Mm. Is that actually true? Do I believe that? Is there a world in which that's not true? And and really do some self-reflecting. Because personally, I believe we don't know as much as we think we know. And that certainty is going to get in the way of love. And Jesus Christ did not teach certainty. He taught faith and love. So the believer is going to need to question a lot of the certainty in order to make room for the faith and love and work through it together. And I don't mean to minimize the experience. It's I've worked with a lot of couples in this situation and it's it's an excruciating process or it can be. Mm-hmm. But it can also be really growth-filled and rewarding. Mm. Okay, yeah. I like that. Yeah. What do you like? Well, it's, um, you know, being able to be more flexible and there's this book by the Hafens, Faith is Not Blind, that I'm sure Mm. you're familiar with. 
And that second stage uh, is all about complexity mm-hmm. and uh, the complexity after simplicity that we grow up with and traditional beliefs. Mm-hmm. And so I, I hear what you're saying where a believing spouse may need to be a little more uh, gray mm-hmm. um, instead of black and white in their thinking. Um, right. That's kind of how a lot of the people that we've talked to, I feel like that's that happens naturally as part of the process to be able to understand someone who is very different in their beliefs. It's almost like you have to go into that, that no man's land uh, to be able to understand them. And that's part of the process. But how do you, I guess, avoid, there's, of course, there's this fear that comes when someone starts to be a little more flexible with their beliefs, uh, that they're going to lose their testimony. And is that a, would you say that's a a real valid fear uh, that someone could um, if they, as in the process of trying to understand their spouse, for example, that they'd also lose their testimony? Is that valid fear or no? Yeah, I think it's a totally valid fear. And sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. And I think the individual has control over that. One thing that I suggest to couples in that situation is talk about feelings more than facts. So a lot of times the person who's not a believer wants to share all the facts that they've learned about history or about whatever topic when it's more productive to talk about feelings so rather than did you know joseph smith married x amount of people and blah 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 it's it's more intimate it creates more intimacy to say i feel really betrayed by some things that i found out about joseph smith Mm -hmm. because the other person would be like okay I, yeah, I can hold that you know, <laughs> rather than talk about facts. So feelings over facts. Okay. That's interesting. I like that too. It's, um, I, I mean, that's a pretty standard practice in active listening is to talk about your own experience and your, and the way you feel about things instead of telling people how they should feel or mm-hmm. how they should think. I like that reminder. Very helpful. Yeah. Thank you. Good, good. Well, any other questions for me today, Leo? Um, if that's the end of it, I guess that's the end. I was I was hoping that we could solve all the world's problems today, but I guess... Well, you know, we have a few more minutes if you want to try. I don't know if uh, we'll be successful in that. <laughs> um, you know, th- those are some good points today. I guess I would just say it. we appreciate a lot of the reminders that you give in social media. Thank you for all you do. And I guess if I can just invite people, if they come... Uh, to our uh, group. It's a free group. We Everything we do is for free. So you can mm-hmm. find us on Facebook. Um, but yeah, it's been nice to talk to you today. Well, it's great to talk with you too. Thanks for doing the good work that you're doing to support people who are going through a difficult faith transition. It's a way to go. I appreciate you. Thank you, Julie. Appreciate Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com.
Have you ever thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question? Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.